Order up! Welcome to a brand new episode of the Order Up Podcast. Thank you for listening in. I am Taryn Williams. You can find the Order Up Podcast on wherever you may currently listen to your podcast. Some places I'm still working on, so if you can't find it on some places, it might be somewhere else. Um, but I digress. So on this brand new episode of the Order Up Podcast, I want to talk about uh, Resident Evil 3. Resident Evil 3 just dropped, I believe it was April 3rd, I believe. So not that long ago. It's still pretty fresh in everyone's mind. I actually didn't play Resident Evil 3 because, honestly, I've been scared of survival horror games since 1998 when RE2 came out. So, yeah, I'm just not a big survival horror fan, but I was watching a playthrough of it to kind of give my impressions of the game, see how it was, see how it compared to RE2 Remake, which just released last year. And I was getting some vibes from the playthrough that I really do agree with because it just felt like... RE3 remake was kind of maybe a shell of RE2, if you will. It seemed to be very much more action-oriented than the traditional kind of RE style of survival horror. Like, um, a big thing of Resident Evil games was you have an ink ribbon, and you had, like, a limited amount of ink ribbons. uh, Well, sorry. The ink ribbon was used to save. It only had, like, a limited amount of ink ribbons. So, if you didn't have an ink ribbon, we got to a typewriter, which was the kind of the save uh, the save point of RE games was a typewriter. If you didn't have an ink ribbon for a typewriter, you couldn't save. So it created this like extra tension where you couldn't just save wherever you wanted. And back in you know during the early PlayStation games, back you know back in nineteen ninety you know late nineties when the PlayStation One existed, auto save wasn't a thing. Like you had to have a save point. So RE took it a, a step further where they added ink ribbons. So you need an ink ribbon to go to a, to save at a typewriter. So, uh, RE2 Remake, you know, kind of kept that alive where I think the hard or yeah, like the hardcore version of the game had ink ribbons, the normal difficulty didn't, but in RE3 Remake, they don't have ink ribbons at all, which is really weird, which is okay, it's like, oh, so you can save wherever you want, there's an autosave that happens periodically, and then you can save wherever you want, which is like, oh, okay, that's different, but not just that, RE3 has a ton of typewriters, like, you go to an area, maybe five minutes later, there's another typewriter. You go through a cutscene, walk a short distance, there's a save room, there's another typewriter. And they seem like they, instead of them being scattered throughout the game, they're very clustered together. You get typewriter after typewriter after typewriter after typewriter after typewriter. You look left, you save. You look right, you save. You know, all a brief, you know, brief uh, cinematic cutscene, you can save. So it seems like they really want to focus you more on killing zombies instead of like surviving them and kind of uh, thinking your way through it which i thought was kind of interesting because you know re was kind of built off of more that survival thing okay that's one thing i noticed a nemesis in re3 i haven't finished watching the playthrough all the way but i had to kind of have a big enough sample size where i got almost close to the end that nemesis does feel like kind of an afterthought which kind of sucks because nemesis is such a big I mean, before, it was called RE3 Nemesis, and Nemesis was a big part of the game. Uh, like, Mr. X in the RE2 remake seemed kind of roguelike, where there were certain scenes where he would pop up, but then there were times where you just would walk around the uh, the police station, and he'll bust out the door, or you happen to turn his corner, and he's right there, or he'll be behind you. And Mr. X had this really interesting kind of roguelike mentality where actually, you can actually see his pathing, like, his movements from the game if you, if you walk certain directions if you were like up high you can actually see him move around and try to like corner you and try to figure out where you're going so he can go the right way really interesting nemesis doesn't really seem to have that he seems more 
linear. Like he's more A to B. Okay, I'm gonna pop up here. You do this. Okay, I'm gone. And then like you couldn't see him. You know, you could not see Nemesis from long periods of time. Mister X, you had no idea where he might pop up. And sometimes you can actually hear him outside of save rooms and outside of like outside of certain doors. You could hear him walking around. The Mister X was this really cool, terrifying threat in RE2 remake. But RE3 remake, Nemesis is kind of like, you know, the cherry on top. He's kind of like powdered sugar, you know. You don't really need it, but, you ha- but you're happy to have it because it's there. That's how Nemesis feels. Like, he feels kind of like they didn't really give him a lot of character in the game. He just kind of shows, does some stuff, and he kind of leaves. He's in the cutscene, and he dips. Also, a lot of the cutscenes, there are a lot of moments in RE3 that I saw that should have been playable. Like, they should have just been, even if it's, like, a quick chasing, the chasing is only 15, 20 seconds, maybe? You could, like, why not just make that gameplay? I mean, Uncharted does that shit all the time. <laughs> Where you would think it's a cutscene, it's not a cutscene. You know, we have to just keep your hands on the controller. Even RE4 did that back on the GameCube. You know, where the, even though they were, you know, uh, QTEs and, uh, you know, quick time events and, um... You would think, oh, there's a cutscene. I'll put the game down. I'm gonna put the controller down, and you die because you need to be active. So I'm surprised they didn't add that element in the RE3, or they could just took out the cinematic parts and just made them playable. Just made the chase scenes playable. You know, a nemesis grabs you. You just have to press the button. Or you have to aim and shoot him in the face a couple. You know, just a quick interaction. It's not to be long. It seemed like they really did streamline RE3, and I, and it's funny because um, so I was watching. If you've never heard of uh, Maximilian, he's a YouTuber. He has one the biggest game, or the biggest fighting game channel on YouTube, but he plays other stuff. But his the core of his YouTube channel is fighting games, and he was saying, and I was thinking it, uh, he felt burnt out on Resident Evil because RE because RE Seven came out a couple of years ago. I think RE Seven came out in 2018. I think maybe 2017, 2018. I think is when RE7 came out, and then RE Two remake, uh, RE Two remake came out last year. And RE3 remake just came out this year. He was saying he hope it doesn't get an Assassin's Creed mentality, which I with that crossed my mind. I'm like, shit, are they gonna make Resident Evil a you know a every year release? Cause Assassin's Creed did that, and I love the Assassin's Creed series. Like I remember when they first started, I remember when they were teasing it. Like I love you know Ubisoft. I love you know Jay Raymond, who was the original creative director of Assassin's Creed. The Assassin's Creed franchise started on her back. Like, she's was the original one. She's moved on to some other positions now. And it was kind of like the spiritual successor to the um, Prince of Persia trilogy. That was on, you know, GameCube and PlayStation 2. So, it was kind of like the spiritual successor to that. But what made Assassin's Creed so tiring? It came out every single year. Why? No one really. I mean, they were trying to cash out, which I'm not. You know, I would never be mad at anybody for securing the bag. But, dude, like, every single year... An Assassin's Creed game, like, men coming out every year was already, excuse me, was already a thing. And they got Assassin's Creed coming out every year. You got Call of Duty's coming out every year. It's like, fuck, I'm kind of, kind of tired. <laughs> so I hope and I pray Capcom doesn't have RE coming out every single year. I think it's doing well. It is, like, a graphical, like, it looks great. But there are, like, some bugs in it. You could tell, like, maybe they sped it up a little too much to try to cash in on this new resident evil craze that was in the market but no not really i mean if you think if if re3 remake if re3 remake came out last or came out you know next year i'm pretty sure it will probably do the same amount it'll probably be better because you won't you know there'll be a little gap in between games 
But yeah, I just really do hope that RE doesn't go through the whole, we're going to drop one every single year. I haven't even seen gameplay from Resident Evil Resistance yet, which is the multiplayer that's attached to RE3. So I might check out some of that. But I just wanted to say, like, you know, RE3, it was pretty, like, it looks pretty fun. It's more action-oriented, but it seems like it, it lost a little bit of its soul. You know, kind of the or the Resident Evil vibe and the feeling is just kind of what makes Resident Evil Resident Evil. It seems like Resident Evil 3 is kind of this hybrid between RE2 and, like, Resident Evil, like, RE2 Remake and RE5. Like, it was this weird balance. But I don't know, this is my opinion. This is my thoughts on it. You know, RE3 Remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out very soon. Actually, at the time I'm recording this podcast, it comes out this Thursday, Friday-ish. So, yeah, it comes out. Well, I'm doing this podcast a little bit. But it comes out really soon. comes out the time I'm recording this podcast. It comes out this Thursday, Friday-ish, which is going to be insane. Like, I'm not sure if I'm going to personally get it because, you know, I'm trying to save some money. I'm trying to do a bunch of other stuff, too, so I might not get around to playing it. But I'll definitely end up watching a playthrough of it just to see how it improved and just some of the things like that. But I just really hope Capcom doesn't make Resident Evil a yearly release because that's going to be tiring. It's going to it's going to bog it down. You know, it's going to really. So Resident Evil 8, I think it's on the horizon. They're working on that probably behind closed doors. So hopefully Resident Evil 8 just does some crazy shit and kind of brings Resident Evil back to where it was but thank you so much for listening to this brand new episode of the order of podcast thank you so much for supporting the podcast the youtube channel the twist channel or uh, whatever content of mine you enjoy when you like it and you share it i greatly appreciate it i hope you're all staying safe you know during this uh crazy time during this pandemic that's happening in the world right now but stay safe stay positive also remember to smile and laugh and have some fun like i know it's crazy and it was scary it's very uncertain times but, you know, positivity and faith can get through us, can get us through everything. So just keep that in mind. That's my little PSA for this uh, podcast. Again, thank you so much for checking out the Order of Podcast. Again, I am Taryn Williams. You can find me across the board on all the socials except for Snapchat. I don't have a Snapchat. But Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and, of course, YouTube. And, of course, check out the website, www.slicingdicinggaming.com for all things Digital Chef. And there's also a merchandise checks in where you can check out some merchandise. You know, no one's spending money right now, but, you know, we get some money. If you want to get a shirt or a hoodie, definitely appreciate it. Always and forever, slicing, dicing, gaming. Not just a motto. It's a lifestyle. I'll see you next video.